0: corner your foray into the world of 40k as ever i will be your hapless conscript who has now returned from a trip to the commissar which i am not allowed to divulge any information about and i will be being trained as ever by the expert mind of mike how are you doing mike
1: i'm good thank you here i'm glad to hear you uh, survived at least you know no bullet to the back of the head at least this time so good to have
0: decided that blessed is the mind too small for doubts they thought i was fine unfortunately Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, well, thank God for that. Well, how are you doing, Hugh?
0: <laughs> yes, I'm all right. All right. I've been a bit busy recently, unfortunately, which means my uh, painting and modelling has taken a back seat. But what about yourself? What have you been up to in the world of 40k?
1: Disgraceful. I have been working on some more of the Emperor's Golden Sons here. I have finished six Laris Terminators, the Custodians. I've finished ten Custodian Guard with swords and shields. As ever befits someone battlefield, you know, walking forward with melee weapons in the 41st millennium. Just uh Bouncing shots off the off the off the broadswords, not very exciting. And uh, apart from that, getting a few games of uh, Ninth Edition in,
0: which is very exciting. I'm still smarting from our last game on Tabletop Simulator. The uh, Custodies certainly are a force to be reckoned with in Ninth, aren't they? But <laughs> the Imperial Guard dispose themselves fairly well, I think, which will be a nice intro into what I want to ask you about today, really, Mike. And what's that then, Hugh? Well basically i need all your tips and tricks for the finest men of the astra militarum going into ninth edition which means that you probably need to tell me how ninth edition is going to work and how it's going to be different to eighth so what do you think are the broad brush strokes i need to be aware of
1: so ninth edition is going to be a big change for anyone who's not been on the tournament scene and has played straight out of the book for the past however many years ninth edition has got brand new terrain rules it's got brand new missions and very, very different point values, actually, which we'll come back to a bit later, that make it essentially an entirely different game almost. There's a, a few core mechanics that have been tightened up as well. I say the biggest change is probably going to be missions theme. So whereas the previous book missions were either, you know, you had one primary mission and you tried to get those objectives at the end of the game, or they were maelstrom and you had some random cards dealt to you and you had to try and achieve those missions each, uh, each turn. This focuses on primary missions and secondary missions, secondaries you choose yourself each game. It's sort of similar to ITC in that you've got um, some central goals you have to achieve and then you get to pick your secondaries based on your opponent, but they're quite a different focus even to those ones that have been in the ITC. So the ITC had two primary missions, each one you had to achieve each, uh, each round, and that was on your round you had to hold an objective and kill something. And that's very what do we should be doing that anyway in 40k. Mm-hmm. And then got an extra point if you held more than your opponent, and you've got an extra point if you killed more than your opponent in that battle round. So that's your two turns together. Now, the primary for the new Ninth edition missions, there's two different versions. There's one called Take and Hold and one called Dominate, but both focus entirely on holding rather than trying to kill nothing. So you don't get points on this primary mission anymore for for killing things, just for holding objectives.
0: That's fascinating. I mean, I'm going to have a controversial statement now. I was never a big fan of the cards, especially as I didn't really like the idea I didn't have any control over what necessarily was going to happen. What really annoyed me is like, oh, send your company commander to take objective four. And I'm like, well, I play Astra Militarum, so he's going to die. So it's that (laughs) straight up choice between, well, I I can try and get this objective and lose this unit or I can ignore it. And you can sometimes, I felt I could get unlucky with it and I just didn't like it as much. And I preferred the ITC games that we played as I felt like, okay, I'm going into a battle and I know what my objectives are going to be, which is quite refreshing when you're in command. I'm aware that on the ground in real war, sometimes objectives change but uh it felt more i don't know i didn't have to kind of randomly change what i was trying to do at any given point that could just be my inability to understand tactics and change as i needed to going forward but that was my
1: kind of take on those data cards really yeah no i absolutely agree i mean that's why they saw very little play competitively at the end of, end of eighth edition because they just weren't they, they weren't a sensible way to plan i mean, I mean Equally, it could equally be that, you know, as you say, your company commander's got to go and capture the objective in the opponent's home quarter, and he's never going to do that. Or you could have got incredibly lucky and be like, oh, well, if your if your if your tank commander shoots someone this turn, you get four BP. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) I'll just take those. Or it was a particularly fun mission. I uh, fun game I had uh, at a tournament actually, which used the Maelstrom cards, where each battle round, you had to generate a random objective, and that was the priority objective here. And if you were holding that priority objective, you <laughs> got four victory points at round, and any of the other objectives were worth one. Um, and I, I rolled the dice each battle round, and each time I rolled the three for five consecutive rounds, and that was in <laughs> the bonus deployment zone with a night castellan on it. So that didn't go well, it turns out.
0: Well, if you were rolling the dice, you really only have yourself to blame there, Mike. That's the take-home message for there,
1: for sure. isn't it? For sure. But yeah, as I say, the main focus, um, main focus of these new missions is holding things. So take and hold is the most common of these primary missions, and that's you get five victory points, so not just one or two, it's five for holding one objective, five for holding two objectives, and five for holding more than your opponent so that's up to 15 the battle round you cannot score those on uh you cannot score those on turn one so you have to score them turn two onwards and the game is now only five rounds so you only have four opportunities to score that are turn two to five and furthermore you can only score a maximum of 45 points on your primary so that's a lot the biggest change there though is that you score these holding objectives if you're holding at the start of the turn rather than the end of the turn, OPSEC is obviously more valuable than ever, so it was mm. in the role than ever before, really. But what you want doing those holding missions is maybe different to what you did previously. So in ITC, perhaps previously, when you scored holding an objective at the end of your turn, you were fine to chuck a move, move, move guard squad, you know, 12 inches up the board at least. To go grab something and sit in it and then it got the point and if it died the next turn that was fine whereas now a single guard score going and its own to claim this low objective we blasted off the objective in the opponent's turn then there's nothing there it's now favoring those durable units over those quick units in some ways which is a bit of a change and i think that's durable and quick obviously is a major advantage
0: <laughs> so yeah. with that in mind then in terms of how the secondaries are going to work, how do you think that's going to affect the way you build any army or an Astra Militarum army in particular? Cause presumably in that case, you're going to have to start thinking about those secondaries right at the start of when you're thinking of what model do you even want to purchase? Right?
1: Yeah. So primary, as I say, is up to 45 points total. Uh, there's 10 points available for having a fully painted force, which is always important. I'm sure so, we'll, always nice, which is nice. It's good to the hobby of it, isn't it? Um, but then the other 45 points you can score, so the max score is 100, 45 for primary, 10 for paint and 45 on the secondaries, come from your three choices of secondary objective. Now secondary objectives are split up into a range of different categories and you can only take a maximum of one secondary from each category. So you can choose these based on opponent. some of them you'll want to change based on opponent. some of them are you get three points for killing a vehicle some of them may get three points for killing a character. There's no point in saying I want points for killing a vehicle if the enemy has all infantry, right? Um, Equally, if they've only got two characters, you would never choose Assassin. Other ones are things you're going to be wanting to build your army around to do, essentially, almost. So there's a good selection of objectives called the Shadow Operations Objectives. These include things like Raise the Banners, where you start doing an action, so this is something New Tonight Edition, an action is something you do instead of shooting, serve combat, you stand there and you do the action. An infantry unit can perform the action, they raise a banner on an objective for throwing range, and that banner stays up until they die, until someone else claims that objective, essentially. But as long as that banner, banner's up, at the start of your turn in your command phase each round, you're going to be scoring one point per banner you've got up. On missions with like three or four objectives, obviously it's going to score you three or four points in that round. Max is out of 15, but that's going to be something that's quite achievable for guard to get those banners up early if they can block lanes of movement, hold onto those for a couple of turns, and get a reasonable number of points. Now, a lot of these secondaries are actually quite tricky to max out. I mean, as I say, razor banners, that gives you one point per turn per objective you've got, and also one at the end of the game for each, each banner still standing, which is lovely and fluffy. But that means to max that, you're going to need to have three objectives with banners on, from turn two to five, and then three left at the end of the game to get your 15 points. That's actually kind of hard to do. You're sort of aiming to get 10-ish on these. On these mm. points, I think is probably where you're aiming. And to that end, you've got things like uh, teleport home, which is a really interesting one. And I think probably quite good for, if not purely the Astrominator, then definitely the Tempestus Scions, which is that you have to have an infantry unit from your army that starts his action at the end of your movement phase. So science can drop in, start performing this. And if it's only within your opponent's deployment zone, so again, Deep Striker's quite good at that, then you complete that action at the end of your next command phase. They so have to stay there and survive for return, turn, but then you get points. So tricky to do, but if you've got a big squad, say, of, I don't know, Scions or something, that can go and do that and hide behind some things that block uh, site and that's going to be a really good way of doing that. Similarly, you might want something like lots of ballgren units trying to try and perform a like that thing. again, getting those maybe easier guaranteed ten points rather than try to stretch for those 15 that might happen.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's going to be more possible as well with the different rules we've now got for signs where you can make them either more durable or better at hiding and these other things. That's definitely something that's going to be interesting going forward then. Okay. So with that then, are those the secondaries you'd recommend for a kind of more mobile list? I mean, what would a guard want for a more gunline list, which is kind of what I tend to go for?
1: I was gonna say I think that that's one section of secondaries, that's a shadow operations list, mm. so you can choose one of those. Both of those are in shadow operations. Yeah. You get season points of that. Another one that is Really good mobile style list is Line Breaker, that's in Battlefield Supremacy, but that is at the end of your turn, so you're not having to survive until your next command phase, but end of your turn, if two or more units from your army are in your opponent's deployment zone, you get four points. Oh, so you okay. could probably start with scions for two turns. Yeah. Um and then you've got eight and that's pretty reasonable on a secondary, I think, now.
0: No, it's
1: um, really things like that are really good there. Whereas a more traditional sort of guard gun mine is probably not playing the mission as well as it used to, essentially. You're going to see that, that old-style list of, you know, I don't know, he, three Basilisks and a couple of Watt Manticores and a Wyvern with, you know, three Louis Rosses is maybe, maybe not the way to go because, you're tra- as I say, you're not scoring points just for killing things. You're scoring points for holding ground.
0: Or well, I feel per- personally attacked and undermined by Games Workshop there. It's a, <laughs> it's a vicious assault upon a traditional and well, well-regarded army that is now being thoroughly undermined, and I'm not going to stand for it.
1: Well, I'm not saying definitely don't. <laughs> people. need to keep people, other people off the objectives too, but you yeah. will mainly need to try and be playing that mid-board, essentially. So, one well, of the other thing, big changes for night is the board is much smaller, right? Yeah. And so you're trying to control land that is much closer to the enemy. So you want those things now as sort of midfield brawls, essentially.
0: That's, so what that's I find uh, personally appalling. As a big Basilisk man with a proper and acceptable range, you want as big a board as possible. So be you're using your artillery for its full and proper effect. But apparently no one else in the game is able to do this. So that's unfair. Who knows?
1: Yeah, I don't think I don't think we need 120 hundred and twenty eight range anymore. Put it that way. <laughs> just 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 saying. Just saying. Just just what yeah. Um, no, I think Guard are going to be st- coming away from that and maybe going towards either a more mechanised build or a more, maybe a more infantry-heavy build, so that might cheer you up. Yeah, or, yeah that or, is good. Or, or a more sort of special forces build as well to try and take advantage of some of these uh, different secondaries. Yeah. But yeah, so let's look, have a look at these secondaries in more detail, perhaps. So Battlefield Supremacy is something you're probably going to take, take one from a lot of games, I think, for Guard. It's got that line breaker one I just mentioned, which is four points for having two units in the deployment zone. Right. It's got engagement all fronts, which is if you have a unit in three table quarters away from the centre of the board, uh, you get two points. If you've got one in all four, then you get three points. So you're probably not going to max that because you're not going to have you know, a unit in all four table quarters for, for five turns. But you are going to get, again, that eight to ten sort of points and be reasonably happy you can do that. So, I think that's probably a, a decent bet if you've got a mobile list. And then there's domination, which is probably a bit. Oh, it depends on what you're facing. Domination is you if you control more than half the objective marker, you're going to get points. You get three points. Mm. So, again, you have to do that for all five turns to max it. But again, you're not going to get in a 15 on most of these secondaries. You're trying to no. get. No. You can. I suppose
0: there's an issue as well in that if you're controlling 3 of the uh, 3 of the objectives mm-hmm. you're probably already winning which is another important point to remember so then maxing out on that maxing out on those from that position if you're already kind of winning tactically in terms of the units that you're killing and getting rid of in order to be able to hold those objectives then maybe you don't need to be aiming for those kind of secondaries i think that's an important point to kind of recognize because if you're in that position it's like well the game seems to be going at your way anyway whereas this interesting secondaries will be ones where okay maybe i'm losing in this area but i can stay in the game by going for points in another Way of attacking or way of thinking about it. I don't know. I mean, maybe if you're just going for like all out destruction, you should kind of max that up. But my knee jerk reaction is like, well, if I'm in this position anyway, I don't necessarily need to worry about these other things. I don't know. You can go both ways, right? So
1: that goes towards the point I said earlier that you probably want to build your army to do some of these secondaries, and that's how you're building the list. So if you're building a list that's going to try and do engage in all fronts, for example, and do that, try and take that secondary most games. You'll probably want, you're probably wanting something that can stay in three table quarters, if not four, for most of the battle, right? Yeah. And to that end, you're going to build something, you know, you want an element that stays back in that home table quarter because you're going to need to control that. But then you'll want maybe some sounds to grab the far table quarter and then maybe bring back dedicated transports from 7th edition and yes. spin out into the uh, other two table quarters, right? Because, again, you've got to be in those table quarters anyway to control these objectives since they're quite spread out in a lot of these missions. There's not many of the nine missions in the GT missions pack that have a central objective. There's only uh, Mm. I think three of them that actually have a central objective in the middle of the board. So it's a really interesting balance out there. You've got to be in those table quarters. So, I mean, if you're there, you kind of want to be scoring double if you can. It's like, if God do have a weakness in some of these, it's probably worth talking about, in that there's one objective called Assassinate, as we discussed before, you get three points for killing a character. Now, obviously, our Tank Commanders are characters and you can shoot at them. Yeah. And there's another secondary called Bring It Down, which gives you three points for killing a vehicle with 11 wounds or more. If Tank suddenly only being worth six secondary points. is actually quite a big deal. Yeah. It makes me to lean away from taking three automatically every list. Yeah. Because uh, they do I'm...
0: a lot of work for you, but if you're just generating points for the other side, it's going to be a problem. I mean, this goes into this goes into what you were saying about list building as well, because my go to guard list is, okay. we've got a nice artillery line, kind of plenty of infantry and then nine ball grin sitting on a central objective, which means that I can kind of control the board and direct the play because people need that central objective and I can control the kind of two objectives that might be in my half. Now, if there's no longer a central objective for me to kind of plonk that big hitty unit on, it then means that I have to actually start thinking about, what i should do and it changes the dynamic of how i'm going to disperse those forces because having that kind of one punch in the bulgrin probably isn't going to be enough for lots of these missions from what you're saying i'm going to need to think much more carefully about the disposition of forces rather than being like okay lads in we go straight down the center that's that's how we're going to play this
1: well it's interesting so bulgrin i think are still vital i mean they're pretty much our toughest unit point for point right like they, they, they don't die particularly easily, do they? But maybe we won't run just the one big blob of nine, mm-hmm. nine or so. Because one, you've got the coherency changes in the new edition, yeah. which are quite big. You can't string them out across the board anymore. Two, you've got uh, the blast weapon changes. So they're going to be subject to max shots from D3 weapons or to uh, minimum three shots from D6 weapons. And uh, for three, they are very slow still. I mean, like, if you're trying to get to objectives that aren't just in the center of the world that are a bit further mm-hmm. away, it may not be the quite the way to go. What it sort of brings me back to is something I was doing at the beginning of 8th edition, actually, in that you can fit four, four Borgren in a um, Chimera or in a yeah. Godric. And um, the idea of four of them... In a chimera, has a bit of appeal to me actually. I mean, you can run those up to sort of midboard. They're not too expensive a target, but they are quite tough and hard to take down. You can split them in a few different directions, and then they could do those action secondaries like raise the banners high or investigate sites or, you know, the ones that let you control the board um, whilst holding objectives and what are you the primary as well. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the smaller units of boardroom, I mean, they even got some interesting bits of strat support uh, in, in the latest book, Rated Good. they got, you know, Furious Charge, which is when you charge in on you your a 6 for each model in the boardroom unit within an inch of the enemy on the 4 plus you do a mortal wound. So they're going to do a little bit more damage there, at least. And then you've also got Head First, which is when a unit jumps out of Chimera, they get plus 2 to their charge. So again, that extra movement you're getting from the Chimera turn 1 running it up, you know, 12 inches and then they can jump out, well, three inches for disembark, and then the norm moves six inches, and then plus two to charge. We'll let them actually travel quite far by turn two, and a couple of those in the flanks to grab those far objectives could actually be quite a, I think is a decent idea that has play.
0: Yeah, no, it's really exciting. I mean, I've always liked the idea of Chimera and mechanizing my infantry and mechanizing my ball grin. I've just never seen the point up until now. I mean, people almost definitely disagree with me and say that Chimera have been useful throughout, but I just never found a space for them in my army because the infantry can move a long distance if you advance them or order them to move and things like this. And so they never really had that purpose, but now that kind of extra level of protection and the changes that occur around them might make them worth taking now.
1: Well, I think that's the thing. Transports are sort of a bit of a secret source now, in my opinion, mm. in that they offer us a lot, and it's because of the the primary mission being scored at the top of the fate of a turn rather than the end of your turn now. Yeah. So guards on their own, obviously, you know, movement movements lets them move at least 14 inches, and that's further than a 12-inch move chimera. So, For some reason. <laughs> yeah so well, uh, no, i don't know
0: about t- you mike but i regularly outrun cars like it's just not really a challenge for me outrun
1: a tank yeah so, yeah exactly well known
0: well known fact of soldiers of the imperium they can outpace uh
1: outpace any kind of mechanized vehicle <laughs> but um the, the sad thing is that those 12, those 10 dudes on an objective will now just die and then lose you the primary point yeah. whereas if instead you know you might get the return later but you've then got a chimera stood in front of that objective, so the enemy can't get to it. That one blocks them off. Two gets you the point. And even if they do pop your chimera, there's some ten guys there with objective secured, holding it. Yeah.
0: It's
1: probably better. Yeah. Uh, that that at least is worth bearing in mind. And then you haven't changed much in points at all. Yeah. Uh, the multi lasers at the same price. Heavy bolters, which oh god, we'll come to that in a minute, but. <laughs> Every bolts are expensive, but the camera chassis didn't really change much. So you're talking eighty five points or a basic chimera. Um yeah. and I mean it would a decent number of shots, it'll you know, kill other infantry squads off objectives. Um will it won't murder, you know, custodias or death guard, mm-hmm. but it'll, you know, kill a couple of Gaunts or a couple of fair uh, Eldar yeah. um yeah. whilst blocking the objective, whilst giving you, you know, the extra bit of movement, whilst keeping your troops a bit safe to secure the objective. I mean that's that's the mission then. Having tons sh- some things on the objective that lasted yeah. the turn. Of
0: course, it's a shame we can't have the drive-bys that we used to, kind of plasma guard hanging out the back, kind of smoking people
1: as they go by. That that yeah. was the dream, really. I dearly miss, uh, I dearly miss shooting points, here, um, from yeah. Uh, the plasma drive-by is, is sadly dead still. It's a great shame. But, um, it's just
0: sad because you look at the model and there's that little trapdoor on the back and you're like so easily <laughs> just pop out of there with this plasma like, it's just, the model's made with
1: that in mind but because, apparently, not. apparently yeah. not yeah although I will say plasma has come down in price a lot again mm. um, so it's now 5 points for a squad to get a plasma gun Ooh. so that's pretty, that's not bad down from 7 that's not bad at all
0: uh, And then becoming it's now, desirable
1: yeah I, I think there's probably a plasma spam list in there somewhere yeah. But, um, yeah, essentially for, for your secondaries, you're going to now have to build around them. And I think the way to build around them is to have more mobile elements in your garden. than your previous needers. Mm. You're not straight gun line, but you do need that backup gun line because yeah. otherwise you're going to, you know, if you've only got chimera shooting, they're not going to do a lot. Um, <laughs> But, um, the
0: understatement of the millennium.
1: Yeah <laughs> 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 is all you need. It, it's not.
0: <laughs> yes, uh, that's Conscripts Corners hot take, <laughs> like yeah. oh, um, you heard uh, it here first for ninth edition. <laughs> that's the winning <laughs> list. The guard meta,
1: if you will. Mm. No, we do have play still, and I think that play comes from as I say transport to our transports are tough infantry like Bullgren. I even I have vaguely I eyeing mean, o- Ogrin, Hugh. Yes, you know, I was going to
0: ask you about that, because in a suspicious and left field play, you don't utterly despise
1: them in the way that you used to.
0: Well,
1: they came down a bit in points again. Um, as I say, the main thing we're interested in now is tough things that can hold objectives, right? Um,
0: yeah.
1: And Ogrin are 30 points for a T5 body with three wounds. Yeah. And a 4 save. Three plus in cover, That's not. That's not good bad.
0: Yeah.
1: In, it's very comparable to something like um, let's think, like um, Tyranium Warriors maybe or, for, for a close comparison. Which again, they're sort of seeing a bit of play. They're T4 three wounds, a bit more killy, but they're cheaper. Um, or mm-hmm. regress uh, or you know all those other sort of bodies. And obviously they're much more killy. But if you want something to stand and object the one objective that is going to be in your deployment zone, I, I, I don't. You know, hundred and fifty points for five t five bodies with a three plus saving cover. It's not. It's not bad.
0: Yeah, it's that. respectable, especially when Guard don't necessarily have that toughness in other units.
1: No, exactly. I I don't know. I think that might be worth trying at some point, at least just the one unit to hold the home objective. I mean, it's going to take a bit of dedicated fire to get rid of them. Put it that way. You know. Yeah. It's worth trying. It's worth trying. Well, they
0: can, I'll, I'll. They can raise a flag. I'll dust off. I'll dust off my six metal uh, <laughs> metal ogrin and uh, let them see the field with their, uh, with their excellent guns pouring death upon the enemy. And we'll go from there and see how well that rolls. Definitely.
1: That's what we
0: want. Um, what there's... I also like about this is that Asgard have been around for a while you can actually get their unit secondhand as well. So it's like, oh, if I want to try some Chimera, it's not going to like destroy my wallet to attempt to do this because they'd have a little peruse on eBay this afternoon in preparation for this. You can pick up a Chimera for around 20 quid, seems to be the going price, which is, that's fine, especially in 40K money. I mean, it's not it's not actually great if you think about the uh, plastic pay, but anyway, uh, but instead, if, yeah, quite. If you... If you, if you, if you for this context, it's actually that's thoroughly reasonable, and for a nice little useful unit, you're probably not going to need too many of them. Like, I think three would do you very well going forward. Try yeah. it out.
1: All my lists, essentially, I'm writing now for Guard. I'm starting with, you know, I do want two tank commanders still, but I think that's because I'm running, I, I'm probably going to run Talon still. So there's yeah. some interesting things about regions we are talking about there, but Talon still has the tank order um, which lets them, you know, move shoot, move. And therefore, given the new obscuring terrain rules, which are that, you know, a, a piece of terrain is given the obscuring tag. It's, it's got to be five inches tall, or and essentially it's then it, imagined to be infinitely tall for line of sight purposes. You can't see through it no matter what. But if you mm. touch the base of it or go onto it, you can then see through it if it's got windows. You can just use okay. more lines. So, talon tank commanders start off it move on to it in the movement phase shoot through the windows then move off it and be invisible
0: <laughs> which is delightfully not- fiendish
1: yeah I mean I've, I've liked that all 8th edition it's been brilliant right like, I don't see a reason to stop doing that it's <laughs>
0: I was gonna say we should point out that tanks can very easily see through windows and obviously like poke poke the muzzle of their guns out with no problems at all. So well-known military fact, true fact, heard right here. (laughs) Very
1: very, 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 true. I remember World War II. they were always doing that, weren't they? It's you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. You build your building around the tank, and then uh, then 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 it's practically indestructible. Obviously.
1: (laughs) No, I mean, yeah, I do, I do want to. I want one or two, um, and I think the reason is just that, well, one, they're just as good as ever, um, but I think you now probably change how you might arm them. Like, before, the Innovate Edition was running them with demolished cannons, mainly, but um, mm-hmm. 10 Commanders, I am now going back to Battle Cannon, Last Cannon, and maybe some Plasma Cannon Sponsors, yeah. okay. and using them as a, a definitely a standoff and shoot platform, rather yeah. than the Brawler. Demolishers are amazing, and I would like to have, you know, maybe three rolling midfield, but that's not the same as my expensive tank commander, which, oh, we should talk about.
0: Yeah, but before we do, it's interesting talking about the sponsors, I think, because... In order to maybe economise on lists, they were the first things to disappear with the tanks, I think, or at least that was the choice I always ended up making. But I ran my Demolishers Against You last time we played on Tabletop Simulator with the Flamer Sponsons, and I felt like that did incentivise you to not charge them, and that is a very interesting change in 9th, which is useful for just to have that kind of flamer option which is quite nice, it's quite reali- realistic as well because most people don't really want to
1: charge flamethrowers, that's kind of a, a go-to military strategy. Well this is the biggest, probably the biggest buff guard I've got in 9th is that we can now shoot in combat, now we can't shoot blast weapons in combat which is all the main targets essentially so we can't shoot those in combat but <laughs> um, you could fire a punisher gun in combat you can fire your flamer sponsors and you can fire your heavy water sponsons, and right? um, and there's probably a role there for, you know, a couple of demolishers, say, or even a punisher or two in midfield with, you know, triple heavy flamer on them. So they can block lines of lines of movement. And no one wants to try and tag that anymore to stop it shooting because it will just, if it's like an infantry squad tagging, it, it will then just melt. It doesn't, it doesn't yeah. matter. Um, <laughs> it doesn't matter at all. And um, it, it combos pretty well, really, with some of the uh, some of the custom regiments. So whilst I am still wedded to Talon, I don't know if that's necessarily going to be the only way to run your guard now. I mean, obviously we've got KDA which is still brilliant, Carthage yeah. which is still brilliant, and um, Talon which, if anything, is actually improved because we now so previously Talon can move and shoot heavy weapons without penalty. We can now um, because every all tanks got that advance and shoot in mm-hmm. minus one, which is quite nice. I mean, cool. yeah. I'll use that no, sometimes. That um but you can get the best of both worlds really by going for some of the custom regiments. So if you're yeah. running if you're running lots of tanks, it might well be worth taking, you know, custom two of the custom regiment traits, one gunnery experts, which is what half of the jam rule is, you get to re roll, you know, one of the dice for random shot weapons. And on that triple heavy flame of you'd be rolling all the dice if you want to, which is great. Yeah. Um obviously very, very good. And that combined with something like, um, rig repairs to regain some wounds. If you've got, you know, uh, jewelry repairs, which says that the start of your turn, you roll D6 for each vehicle that's suffered any damage. And on a two to four, it gets a wound back. On a five plus it gets D3 back. If you're running three Chimera and a couple of Russas and a Basilisk and a Wyvern, like you're going to, you should have a few things with a wound or two on them. Um, if your enemy's not been as efficient in their shooting or the combat as, you, as they might like to have been, if they've had to target multiple things or you denied my their sight because they're density of terrain now, you uh you know gaining a couple of wounds that might take up your bracket. You can combine that with the strapped during repairs to gain repair so another wound back on a stationary vehicle, and combine that with engine save for another D3 back. That's not bad. You can heal a vehicle like five wounds in there. In fact, sorry, if you roll, roll hot, you could roll heal a vehicle seven wounds to turn that, which is pretty. Yeah. Significant, right? Like you're gonna yeah. take yourself back up to your top bracket, whatever you're running,
0: which is very useful. I mean, I find these regimental doctrines really exciting, but maybe that's just because I play an army that I no longer catered <laughs> catered to <laughs> by Games Workshop, unfortunately. But um yeah, I mean, you won't enjoy the ones that I enjoy, uh, mainly because they're probably silly and very Praetorian heavy for the proud Victorian sons of Praetoria. Uh, but the ones I'd be tempted to go for with my with my uh, fine mustachioed chaps would be Disciplined Shooters and then Lord's yeah. Approval, because I just really enjoy the idea of being able to fire yet more uh, lasguns with Disciplined Shooter, and that one reads, when an infantry model with this doctrine shoots with rapid-fire weapon against a unit that is within 18 inches, double the number of, ta- of attacks that weapon makes, rather than following the normal rules for rapid-fire. So presumably I can stack that with 1st rank fire, 2nd rank fire, yep. and then have all the gun shots in the world.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, uh, you've improved your rapid fire range by six inches, essentially. Um, it's very yeah. really useful. That was a very good... That's the um, half the trait Armageddon get in the book in the main world. Mm. Guard. But it's it's the better half of it, and it's quite good, especially in combination with something like that, as you say, and having AP minus one last guns is much more of yeah. a threat. You've got lots I... of Sodies, lots of Death Guard, lots of Space Marines, lots of Sisters of Battle, etcetera. Et yeah, et this is
0: it. This is it, exactly, because I found the guns have been almost useless in dealing with things like Custodies or Death Guard or Thousand Sons. They're just not going to punch to necessarily get through it, even with an enormous and obscene weight of fire, which requires so much rolling. I'm yet to finish a game playing that within like two and a half three hours uh much to the chagrin of my opponents but yeah lord's approval also looks great because it does this give the guard a bit more of a punch and it kind of fits fluffily in with my kind of uh regimental style anyway but yeah no exactly that that improving the armor penetration of that weapon by one It in theory could make a big difference, Um, especially when you're firing as many as I tend to. Because when I start to build a guard list, I tend to be like, okay, let's start with 60 men and see what else we can fit in. So having that possibility and having the officers there to support that.
1: um, Great. There's there's a few few good options there. There's some really good infantry heavy ones. Um, I really like Wilderness Survivors actually above anything else. So that mm. is that when resolving an attack with a ranged weapon against an infantry unit with this doctrine, if that unit did not advance in the previous movement phase, it's treated as receiving the benefit of cover for its saving throws. That's very yeah. good. Like all your guards and having a four plus save no matter where they are is is good. Yeah. Right, that's very much. Yeah. My fault. If I was building an infantry heavy list, I might go for something like that. And as you say, either disciplined shooters or maybe lord's approval
0: yeah i mean as my as my infantry are currently wearing red coats and polished uh polished black boots to claiming that they can melt into the wilderness would be a bold claim but fortunately i don't have to base these choices in reality (laughs) but yeah it's definitely definitely very useful it would be delightfully ironic but i was like oh no no they've uh, they've disappeared into the surrounding shrubbery you can no longer see them yeah um
1: there's lots of good ones there's lots of good ones
0: yeah, they're really exciting, aren't they? No, it's, um, it is good seeing those different options for the regiments because when you read through a Guard codex and it gives you all of these options about all of these peoples from different worlds and different regiments, they the same. Oh, this is great. It's like, oh, but you only actually sell two different model sets because you've massively, well, I suppose three, if you include Steel Legion like on the me- the metal and sometimes the made-to-order stuff, which still makes me sad because I really like the different options that Guard used to be able to have but hey-ho maybe i should stop complaining and get with the programmers they stopped making my army <laughs> 15 20 years ago maybe 20, but yeah uh, 23
1: 24 i don't
0: know oh dear wow. but yeah it's a shame it's a shame so we've got those fun regimental doctrines anything else that you think's worth mentioning there or have we covered the basics
1: well, I think we've probably covered the basics. There's a couple of other interesting ones, you know, like fire from the hip when you can advance and fire at minus one, or, you know, yeah. but, but I think that's the broad strokes. So I think the real competitive ones that are, are probably, you know, as we said, gunnery experts plus uh, jury repairs sounds genuinely good for an armor yep. ad- regiment. And, I mean, your suggestion of, you know, disciplined shooters with uh, Lord's approval is probably decent, and or either one of those plus wilderness survivors is a good shout as well.
0: See, I'm, I assumed I was being silly, but once again, this hapless conscript has happened upon a good combination of regimental doctrines, and there you are. But do you think tank cases are an automatic include? Oh, I suppose yeah. they're not necessarily the same thing, <laughs> but yeah.
1: Absolutely. I mean, you, you also take two of them in every list realistic You know, what I mean, I don't know why.
0: <laughs> why you? Well, wondering? it's open the shirt on is isn't it? We can move on. Go on. What makes tank cases so amazing? Because I remember we had greater good coming out uh in leaks <gasps> how oh, very illegal whilst you and i were playing a game so you were <laughs> allowing me to use different uh, opportunities and different <laughs> uh as the game was going on so we could see how they work so my list actually changed throughout the course of the battle <laughs> it's like oh this this thing's just this thing's just come out huge you want to pay two cp to do that it's like oh, i think i do <laughs> This is a great game, but yeah. definitely uh, not in keeping uh, with the wider rules of 40k. It's also the only game against you that I think I've ever won, which might have something to do
1: with it. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Free yeah, custodies power up, So I mean, you know, it's. <laughs> but yeah. no, I mean, right. If you take a tank commander, there's a range of different traits they can take, or well, I guess any must, but I don't know why you put on a basic one when you have tank commanders, but you yeah. could, for example, make one. Um, Minus one damage for all shots hitting the tank, which is very, very good if you've got a tank commander that's not Talon, so we can't hide. That's going to be quite a useful thing. You could give them reroll ones to wound, which, again, is just a generally useful power. Um, I think the meta for what it is is looking like you'll see a lot of light vehicles, so T7 vehicles sort of thing, mm-hmm. and a lot of heavy infantry, so sort of T5, t T-45 infantry, multiple wounds. So something like a, uh, you know, a battle cannon or a demolisher, which is going to be wounding on twos or threes, so rerunning those once a wound is very good. And um, weapon expert is also very, very good. It makes you uh, have an extra minus one AP. So a minus, eight, minus three AP battle cannon is much, much better. against, you know, aggressors or against primaris marines or against death guards. So they can't six up save or um, any of the above very useful not um, so they're nice and then we'll skip the super heavy ones because we'll skip the super heavy ones
0: Ooh, and then not, in, not a fan of the super heavy is there is there it's, is there no place for a vein blade in your heart Michael
1: in my heart always on my shelf also always um <laughs> <laughs> well, well we'll talk about points in a second but but the other ones are very good are um, the artillery ones right there's an interesting which in- are them.
0: great that's they so great. good
1: <laughs> they're, they're just fab making your Basilisk or manticore flat three damage is just i don't know why you wouldn't
0: really yeah so, every t- all the time yeah
1: you have a yes would you like its four shots to all be flat three damage Ye- yes ob- yes would you pay one cp for that yes I think I would. <laughs> yeah, obviously, of course I would. I mean, I think actually I probably, um, if I was only taking one, I'd put it on the Manticore now rather than the Basilisk. Because. Oh no, really? Yeah. Well, what did we lose? We lost Vigilus. So there's no more double yeah, shoots. It's So sad. It's so no sad. double Basilisk and no tremor shells, which is a bit tragic. But a Manticore with his two shots, and you know, if he's in one of those custom regiments or Katachan re-rolling one all the, of all the dice for shots, or, you know, versus a big block of aggressors or death guard getting max shots because of blast rolls. Very useful. And they also, of course, got their strategy for plus one to hit if they're in line of sight of a unit, which, again, is not going to be too hard, and you can probably still keep them safe since, you know, they have a 240-inch range. So they should be able to see things without being next to them. Yeah, I, I think, I think you take that always, essentially. And then you can swap your wall of trait for a second one, um, which I think I would probably do most games. Uh, Because, again, having one Manticore with three damage and one Basilisk with flat three damage is is very good.
0: And since we've lost
1: Hammer of Sundrance, flat three damage battle cannon, it's... I know,
0: that's also so sad.
1: It's our best source of three damage now, so... Yeah. Just take
0: a moment to pity the passing of that battle cannon very sad it's awful truly yeah. awful almost enough to make you quit the hobby not really but yeah no it was very <laughs> useful while it lasted wasn't it yeah
1: it was amazing while it lasted but it's pretty clear that GW have um, you know vigilists they just never repeated that sort of design again did they they did their specialist no. attachments two books and then were like no yeah no. Been Good dead. for God, though, right?
0: Like, i
1: think the movement surprisingly Sorry, yeah. a lot. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we used that in our game on TTS the other day, didn't we? I mean, without that those yeah. R.S. Terminators would have been chopping away very, very quickly. Yeah, that's very that's sad. sad. Very yeah, sad. it's sad. It's, we'll, it's a shame.
0: Um, although, may, maybe I'll have more opportunities to charge a Manticore into close combat uh, <laughs> going yeah. forward. But We'll, we'll see, we'll see if that, we'll
1: that translates. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, the super heavy ones, obviously, I touched on there. There's one okay, there's two okay ones. One is that if they don't move, they get cover, as in they never move, they stay where they deployed, they get yeah. cover. They move, which is, I mean, they have a two plus save, then it's not terrible. That might keep you safe, but honestly, if I was taking one, I'd just outflank it if I was that concerned. At this yeah. point. Because we now have that ability across the entire of the guards rather than just slot to Talon, and also Steadfast Leviathan, which is. Pretty good. It gives it its regimental doctrines, even if it's in a super heavy auxiliary detachment. So you could yeah. give it also, you know, jury rigged repairs and gunnery experts. So that that's probably worthwhile. But yeah. So I think now is as good a time as any, probably, to just touch on points.
0: Yeah, because this is your this is your uh, old argument, your broken record track about using the super heavy vehicles that Guard has to offer. Uh, and those titanic vehicles rather that you're just like it's just not worth it unfortunately as cool as they are and as much as we all want to have these like land battleships tearing down the middle of the board you just don't see the the purpose of it dude. It's, it's, it's just not like, worth it
1: I love them and I ran the Shadow Sword from from our, from our codex coming out if not slightly before until the Knights codex so I was like and that was what I ran at tournaments and you know for you know 1500 whatever extra gold. um and it was great until Knights came out because then everything had 3 plus inbound saves. Um, yeah. and Do its job. And their firepower was upgunned enough that it then deleted the Charizard off the board in a turn. And that was that. Now, that obviously is less of a problem now because there's no 3 plus bun Knights because that was broken as hell. So but broken. It was very bad. But. There are still knights for a start. There's still gunline lists like Imperial Fists. There's still, I mean, marines in general shooting. You know, a couple of quadlass cannon um, contempt of dreadnoughts will delete it. There's custodies, uh, which are going to be a, a thing. There's Death Guard with the uh, mortars. There's. It's not going to last more than two turns. Now you could
0: have such a it. big target as well, right? Isn't it? This is another issue. It's just always going true. to draw enemy fire.
1: And now, if it if it was cheaper, you could justify it. And I mean, I'd started maybe debating bringing back a bare bones shadow sword at the start of the edition. At the end of last edition, it was like 400 points. But now, without any extra guns on the sponsons, it's 454, um, which is more than two tank commanders still. Yeah. Um, nearly, nearly two and a half, which is just not as good. Um, I mean, it's the fact he's got bliss skill four plus, right? That just doesn't, just doesn't cut it. Just doesn't cut it. Even with like minus dead. minus three to hit disappearing up the game, it's not gonna do enough. I mean, you can probably run a shell soul still unbeaten and at least in you know semi comp friendly games, it won't, it won't win a GT. It will go, you know, you might get two, two and one at, at a RTT if you're lucky. But if you run into any of those hard shooting lists, it dies pretty instantly. Um, Same as if there's a Blood Angel Smash Captain nearby. I mean, sure, they'll lose the Smash Captain now, but, you know, character targeting rules will change, but they've deleted the 500-point model. So, yeah. Um, And then the other options have also gone up in points massively. I mean, the Hellhammer. The Hellhammer was the other actually good option. That's now 485 without any sponsors. It's just... just Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know i don't know why they did it uh, it's a bit of a shame and the biggest hit so previously 23 bolters and a last cannon. you get the sponsors and you can take two or you can take four and you're super heavy and that used to cost 15 for the last cannon and 15 for the heavy bolter 20 bolter so that was 30 points to sponsor and now it is 50 points to sponsor so if you're running four yeah. which is used to do, then you've upped the cost not by just by 50 points as they've upped it for the main chassis, but by another 80 points for the rest mm. of the world. Yeah, it's a lot. It's too many points for yeah. a thing without an inbound save. save. Co- you can't justify it. It just doesn't work. Especially
0: with changes to guard in terms of things aren't as cheap as they used to be either, which is going to be an issue going forward. I mean, we can still get a lot of bang... For your buck with the Imperial Guard,
1: but so not what you used to. Not quite. No. So I mean, we got essentially in line upgrades, pretty much. Our costs were increased about in line with most things in the game, right? The QW wanted the game to be about twenty percent smaller, right? So they increased the cost of everything by about twenty percent, and that was fine. Right, sure. So, like, for example, our, our Guardsmen themselves went from, from 40 for 10 to 50 for 10. So that's a 20% increase, 25% increase. A little bit higher, but, you know, you can only really change it by a point, And because it's so cheap, that's pretty yep. fast still. Um, Signs were a little bit more. They went from 7 to 9. And, again, that's not ideal, but it's fine. And as I said earlier, Chimeras stayed pretty cheap still. They're pretty good. But where we got hit was in Heavy Bolters. Um, mm. And it sounds insane to say that, but every vehicle has a heavy bolter. And the fact they went from yeah. eight, eight to fifteen points was um, stupid. Which is crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, sorry, at all. It's um, the biggest biggest price hike we we got essentially. Yeah. But it whacked another seven points into everything, and therefore changed, mm. you know. Whereas some vehicle chassis that only got like fifteen percent, they were then like 25 oh, percent because of the heavy bolter. And you're like, well,
0: yeah.
1: Oh, okay, fine, I guess. So.
0: But well, I've, never, it did... I've never been in a game where I've been like, thank God for those heavy bolters. They, <laughs> they really saved my base." You know what I mean? So, no, so, no. Oh, th- thank God that heavy
1: bolter on that chassis was there. Because otherwise, that ah, would have lost. Absolutely. <laughs> but what it does do is it does sort of make you take the other options now. Because heavy bolters and heavy flamers are now the same cost. So
0: yeah.
1: heavy bolter did nothing. Whereas a heavy flamer, and a flamer is now going to, you know, remove... Four
0: or five, three or four gaunts off your chassis when it's stuck to it. Yeah. Um, Well, this is it as well, because now, I think in the Basilisk kit, you now only get a heavy flamer, which is annoying, because I'd always rather have the bolts on it. Now, as I'm going to have the Basilisk sitting at the back of the board anyway, there's now an extra incentive for it not to be tagged by something, because it has a flamer on it. So that actually has worked out kind of fine, which I'll be surprised if that was their intention when they changed the kit many years ago. But... (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly it does it's, make a difference uh, and yeah. yeah you would you would you go for that now wouldn't you it
1: makes sense yeah absolutely it's like um your tank commanders you're gonna sit at the back of the board you know with uh heavy bolters previously that planked a few wounds or something you now yeah, get a last coming for just five points more and i'm like well yeah sure why not that yeah i mean it makes you know a bit more expensive yeah but, it, but it's a bit yeah. more effective and fits more in theme. So, I mean, the basic tank commander you used to take of, you know, heavy bolter and battle cannon, 172 yeah. points. You're now going battle cannon and last cannon is 192. It's like a 20-point increase on a 180-point model. It's like, yeah. it's it's fine. That That's entirely...
0: Yeah, yeah, and yeah. also in relation to my similar point earlier i have been in games where i thought oh thank god i had those las cannons right like when yeah. they work they really work whereas when a bolter works you're like oh okay yeah sure that that was yeah. nice that was a little yeah. bonus that bolter gave me but no if last cannons hit home and did the damage which they can do and they're more likely to do now the changes in ninth so like, yeah. yes this is actually becoming much more desirable i might actually bother to take these
1: yeah well well i think there was a few of our shooting platforms like that right like it's like um like the hellhound right so the hellhound had seen a lot of play in early 8th and then it sort of tailed off a bit but now you've you've got a, a 19 point increase so it's 20 percent increase essentially but now it can shoot in combat and the heavy flame yeah, yeah. is the same cost as the heavy rolls so you take heavy flame now and it, fine yeah um and like scout sentinels didn't go up nor did armor sentinels yeah they didn't change in price at all their guns went up a little but not by much. I, I really like the sentinels now. Actually, the armored sentinels with them, um, with a the missile launcher, they went up five points. So it's a ten percent increase. So that's you know a relative yeah. decrease. Um, and three of those in the squad. Again, it's the it's the mobility thing, right? And the staying power and hold, being able to hold those objectives whilst doing something else. So you know, three armored sentinels with uh, with a uh, you know decent move stats get up to the middle of the board, and then they got a new strat in our uh, Psyche Awakening, to do minus to do half damage, actually. Sorry, they the only yeah. damage left. So that's pretty good. You know, yeah, it is but, really good. You know, T6, they've got six wounds each. So they're going to stay there for a little while. I mean, Three up save and then half damage. Uh, they'll tank a few things.
0: Yeah. No, Sentinels was the unit I was going to do about, actually, because, again in my experience of using them up to this point, I've always been thoroughly underwhelmed. because, like, okay, either I can use you to kind of screen and get somewhere and you won't hit anything, um, or you can sit still and kind of be like a bit of a rubbish heavy weapons team. And basically the only reason I took them was so that I had a, like, a fast attack option because at the time couldn't afford uh, any of the other ones oh I didn't have any rough riders lying around or something like this they were to, they were feeling a sloth and it never felt they really did anything and I was a bit sad that the Sentinel because I like the model and I think they're fluffy and I think they're pretty cool but they just never really did as much as I wanted them to on the field whereas I feel like now that might be changing with the rules that we're getting regarding moving these weapons
1: yeah well they can move and shoot without reducing the blessed skill I mean they also got a strap for plus two to hit on the first turn um, obviously it caps a plus one now but it means you're ignoring that first minus one to hit so you know yeah, exactly. if you've got a you know three of them with missile launch and hunter killer missiles that's six missile launcher shots at BS three plus on turn one um, yeah. that's definitely fine fun. that's definitely fine while I think on about hunter killer missiles I must also mention this little bit of tech I realised the other day if you whack them on your um, max damage manticore and basilisk they're six <laughs> <laughs> Like it's one <laughs> shot, but that's I mean, excellent. you might as well, right? Like
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> a single shot, six damage missile for five points is definitely fine. Yeah, no, that, that's
0: nothing. a fair exchange of points for damage, isn't it? Like,
1: yeah. <laughs> like it won't always go off, obviously, but like it, it, it's got a decent chance of doing so. Why not? Like, yeah, yeah. sure.
0: I do love hunter-killer missiles. They're so silly. Just put them on every vehicle all the time, because <laughs> why wouldn't you? Yeah, well, no, they're good at fun. At least
1: on your backfield artillery now, so they, they there you go. That's something.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's what you need. It's what you need. So, yeah. scout versus armored sentinels. Any preferences?
1: I think I would go for one big unit of armored, a unit of three. I mean, th- as I said, three with uh, hunter-killer missiles and missile launchers run to uh 150 165 points that's pretty yeah. decent um especially on that term one we'll shoot off and then i would go something like um well i think guard probably want to make we will want to run a brigade now right it's because of the changes to arm construction so i might take a couple of self centers on the own with heavy flame and probably 45 points um 45 points let me just double check that 45 points yeah just push them up the field and grab mid board and Flamethy a things yeah. they've got yeah. their pretty move haven't they so again you can start on those objectives and start scoring your command phase which is yeah. Important.
0: yeah and they've got a little bit more meat to them than uh, or I should say armour uh, to them than a guard squad so hopefully they might last a bit longer which is yeah also well
1: I mean- that, that's, that's it it's the same thing we're talking about with Chimeras that you can get up there early game and block off and
0: yeah. high lanes of fire and I'm everything. glad they've got a space again which is exciting so we talked a little bit about the stratagems that you can have and use for Sentinels which I think if you've got them on the field which you now might actually want to do you're going to use those stratagems as well so are there any other stratagems from what we've been given in Greater Good that you think are things that are always going to be very useful for the guard? I mean some of them are very specific uh, but others I think there's definitely opportunities there I mean what do you think?
1: Oh yeah, 100% right. Like, like some of them going to be unit specific, and you might not build around them. But others are just quite good general weapons, right? Like things like Halo of fire for a limber to do max shots versus a vehicle is uh, extremely good. Yeah. Like that's that's just yeah. Um, and I like I like the Baldwin ones as I mentioned earlier, the ones to uh, do mortal wounds on the charge couple of little squads, yeah. nice little smite spam, essentially. They also got um, Shield of Flesh, which is that if there's an infantry squad within three inches of them and they're closer to the enemy than the infantry squad, they can make infantry squad minus one to be hit, which is quite nice. Yeah. That's, that's useful for sure. There's, you know, what's it called strike first, strike hard, as we said, for Sentinels, so they get pl- plus two to hit. There's uh, Direct Onslaught for Manticores and Wyverns, as so they get plus one to hit as well. Um, there's lots of nice little utility ones. But what we haven't really touched on, I guess, is the Scions, which are going to be a core part of the army now.
0: Yeah, and this is something that's very exciting, because I've come to use Scions, and every time I've put them down on the board, and I usually deep-strike them in, they've done the work for me, they've killed something very valuable, they've harried the enemy, they've cleared an objective, something like that. It necessarily last very long, but it's very odd as a guard player to put some infantry on the board and actually do something. Uh, which is a nice change uh, from my normal experience of throwing infantry at a problem because you kind of forget at least i do maybe some a bit thick that they do have those just better stats and like especially as i tend to run them very heavily plasma refined they do a lot of damage and they do a lot of work for you which i do really enjoy with them it, i don't know maybe it's just because i can use them with more maneuverability than i do with the rest of my guard army but yeah i'm just really excited about these changes
1: yeah, well, as we said earlier when we talked about secretaries, right, there are a lot there that Scions are going to be really useful for. There's line as we said, so you can get in the backfield and grab uh, those points. So that's four points for doing it, which is extremely good. And, I mean, the board is smaller, so it's easier to screen out. But if you had, I don't know, a couple of Scion commanders, Tempestor Primes, they're going to fit in quite easily. And two of those being in the... Uh, enemies zone for returns four points. That's, that's four points, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Things like raise the banners, which actually only starts at the end of the movement phase, so you could deep strike into an objective, raise the banner, get a point your next turn. I mean, the opponent's got to claim that objective to deny you that point, so it's worthwhile. Things like um, teleport home with a big squad, perhaps, so they're going to maybe be viable. They've got a lot of uses for playing the mission. Yeah. And they're much more dangerous than they used to be in, you know, shooting as well. So mm-hmm. as you say, you run them very, heavy plasmified. Um but their own base guns are very effective too, right, if they're in range. Their yeah. shortfall has always been that they're an 18-inch range rapid fire gun and when they drop in at 9 inches they therefore can't rapid fire because they're not close enough, which yeah. is rubbish, just rubbish. And there's two <laughs> um, different uh, regimental traits essentially from now which improve that. One, which lets you uh, add six inches to the range of rapid fire weapons, so therefore they can rapid fire, which is... That's now great. (laughs) Or there's the option to instead go um, the more killy route, where the AP characteristic of all weapons in your silence are improved by one. So your are last guns rate from minus three then, so they're actually tearing through things. There's different ways of playing that, but I like that a lot.
0: This is kind of what I've noticed a little bit with Greater Good, is that if you look carefully, you do kind of notice, like, oh, let's let's make this guard weapon AP-1, or let's let's make this weapon better at armour piercing. It's like, that's actually really useful and is going to be a huge feather in the cap of a guard player going forward, because that's how I felt my army always kind of fell apart a bit, because the vehicles could do the work, but the infantry really struggle, especially against kind of armored targets. Now that's obviously my fault for like list building as well. But it is nice now that we're getting those options with silence yeah. and with your normal guardsmen to make them more able to take on those kind of armored targets because it feels like there's a lot more armor appearing in the game. i mean maybe this is just my experience of playing against you with your custodians or playing against thousand sons or all of these different options but it feels like that everyone else is getting beefier and the guard for a while has stayed the same but maybe that's me just being biased i don't know
1: no i think you're right i think the you know the meta doesn't exist yet because tournaments don't exist right now but <laughs> the meta that does exist. Uh, people's are theorycrafting online on tabletop simulator, and the few tournaments that are occurring, you know, in New Zealand, for example, <laughs> we're seeing that um, that people are really favouring those heavy infantry and mechanized lists.
0: Yeah.
1: And therefore, being able to do damage to those is going to be quite important. So, I mean, it, it's things like, you know, you said you're running heavy plasma, right? But in land and Lions if you get that bonus AP, then your plasma is now AP minus four, and space marines don't get a save. That's a huge difference. Yeah. Or sisters of, sisters of Battle, they've got their infantry which ignore AP minus one and two, which means your hot shot last guns do nothing. But if mm-hmm. they're AP minus three, they're cutting through them.
0: Yeah.
1: And that difference is quite large. I think I lean towards London Lions being the better option personally, but I think you may yeah. be able to run some transports with them if you go that route so that yeah. they're, not, uh, so they're getting into rapid fire range. And again, we come back to the fact that transports, didn't go up, up as much as some of the other vehicles we've got, so the Torax no. Prime with all its weapon options is only 130 points. And yeah. that missile launcher on the back at AP-3 is very very good, or the Gatling gun on top at AP-1 and 10 shots is also really, really good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, of the different options then for the Sirens, are you leaning towards the London Lions then? I mean, I'm looking mm-hmm. through these, they're, they're all good. Uh, there's definitely spaces to use them all. And it's quite nice to have those options as well, uh, especially if you're like a one to play with a make and think, okay, I've got these Scions, what am I going to be today? But, yeah, would that be the one that you'd go to then, or do you think there's arguments for the inclusion of others?
1: Well, I mean, there's definitely arguments for the inclusion of others, right? There's there's a lot yeah. of different things. Um, I mean, I, I think I like London. I think the option for the extra open mass one on yeah. your, not only your Scions hot shots, but also on your vehicle's. Or running it with lots of Torex Primes is a very good option. I think they're a really cheap chassis. I mean, you know, the Lehman Russ, the basic Lehman Russ went up in price too much, but 20 points, 30 points, which is silly. And then the tank ones, as we said, went up 20, whereas they've gone up like five or ten. And yeah. They're cheap still, and they do a lot of work for their points. I, I like that a lot. And I mean, they also get their unique strap, which is on a six to wound, they do a mortal wound, and that's the end of the end of the phase. Um, yeah. Which again so versus good. things with you know versus things with high inbound saves which are going to be a problem. You're yeah. going to still do real damage. Yeah. So, this again, is it
0: with guard, having that having that wound output isn't, isn't very common, so using no. it in that area is going to be a useful uh, play for you. I mean, I think you're right. That would be the one I'm leaning towards. I also quite like the Ios and dragoons though for that kind of six yeah. inch. Uh, addition. I think that's useful. So yeah, if you are taking lots of hotshot volley guns, giving them that edge is great. Maybe we can see a theme here arising in like the mass infantry guns that I seem to be going for in the uh, additions to my army. Yeah, it's
1: definitely yeah. Cool. I think, you know, hotshot volley guns are massively improved with all this stuff. So I mean they got a strat for plus one strength. They got straps for plus one to wound versus things that are already damaged. I mean that's yeah. that's pretty good on a you know a multi shot weapon that's strength five at a reasonable AP um yeah, yeah. yeah very, very useful and then i also quite like actually the um the Capic eagles for their plus one to hit when they jump out of uh jump out of transport yeah. that's really yeah. quite useful as well um, it's nice and
0: fluffy it's what you want them doing as well it incentivizes you to play them as you're supposed to which is quite nice
1: yeah it's always nice and happens isn't it yeah um, yeah, but yeah. There was lots of good options, I think. And I mean, I think actually Capagilos with their unique strat are also kind of useful because they've got a strat for one CP to make a Capagilos unit minus one to hit. And again, yeah. if you for something like Teleport Homer on a big unit, it makes them a bit more durable. You know, if they're in light cover, then you get your plus one saves, the three up, and then minus one to hit, it sort of stacks up. And you might yeah. well get those relatively easy points.
0: So, Scions, they were already good. Now they're even better. How many would you include? is the next question. And what would you put them in as well?
1: So, personally, I think I would go towards a main guard battalion or brigade, and then yeah. i go for a scion patrol. You want to run them a separate detachment, which is a bit of a tax, really, for guard. You you want what they're giving you, and you want their unique traits as well while they're doing it, and their access to their yeah. strategies, so you, you pay it, right? Um, I mean, we yeah. always did Vigilists for the same reason, um, because it gave us access to lots of useful things. So, I would maybe... Set aside 500-ish points in the pure guardless for Siam's, maybe 500 to 800 or so, less than half the army, but enough that they can actually do meaningful work. Because Siam's are still really cheap, right? They're nine points a model.
0: Yeah, it's great, especially when your normal guardsman is five points. Like, yeah, that that extra four point in charge is actually excellent. Can do that. That's fine, I'll pay that.
1: 45 points for plus one save and inbuilt deep strike and plus one to hit. That's that's good and they better than i'm like yeah okay i can i can see that yeah i don't mind that at all yeah we've banged about a few lists, i think here haven't we what, what are you thinking of running
0: so i always want to take too many infantry because i think they look cool uh so i think my normal alert is usually about 60 infantry a couple of tank commanders two basilisk and a uh, nine bulgrin priest and psychos to protect them I think that's now got to change so from what we've talked about what i'm thinking is a couple of transports maybe two chimera fewer infantry so maybe four to five blocks of infantry maybe only two tanks maybe like what artillery i can then fit with deep striking science because i do want to use the valkyries that i've got and i do have the torox as well the torox prime for them but i'd need to fiddle around with what kind of works and where that fits in and the thing is, I've been satisfied with deep striking the Scions up to this point, but I've not necessarily felt the need for the Valkyrie yet, although I think they're a cool model and I do enjoy them. I've not necessarily felt, oh, I, I, I wish I could move this around more. Or I wish I could do this. And maybe if I took more Scions, I'd then find a place for them within the game. But those are kind of what I'm umming and ahhing about there. And I suppose it'd be interesting to hear what you thought would work from that and what transports you thought might be worth taking in relation to those.
1: I mean, I think the guard force still wants, you know, strong backbone. But the strong backbone I have now been starting with is a couple of tank commanders with battle cannons, and then and then less cannons to yeah. sit at the back and sort of hold the back uh, and provide that range range threat. Then three infantry squads in chimeras. I'm running double heavy flamer because it's yeah. it's not that much more. It's 95 points versus 85 points with the multi laser and abalta. I mean. I think I'll pay 10 points for all here, Flamer. And then I think I want at least a Basilisk and a Manticore, or a Basilisk and a Wyvern, or maybe one of each, sat at the back. And they're going to take my case traits, and they're going to provide that fire support throughout the game. And that comes in about about 1,000 points, actually. Right? Yeah. So then, as we discussed earlier, we want some Bulgrin. And we could either go one bigish blob of Bulgrin, b- or we can go a couple of mid-sized blocks. I think I'm partial to maybe two five-man squads now personally, to go up two flanks, essentially, each with a, a one astropath behind them to support them. Yeah. Uh, so you've got your first wave coming through of Chimeras to go grab the objectives, then you've got your second wave coming up behind them with Bulgrin, and then you've got your third wave that comes in. You've got about 700 points left at this point. 700, 600 points. And within that, you can fit something like two of Primes, two Scion squads with double plasma gun and a plasma pistol, two yeah. Scion two Sion command squads, each with four plasma, and then a couple of Valkyries. Perfect. So I quite like the yeah. So 120 points is the cheapest layout for a Valkyrie now. You can add multiple rocket pods on, and they're the same price as the, uh, the missiles, which you always do. And the last cannon's a few points more, obviously the multi-laser, 135 for that. But I think you probably just go multi-laser, wing-mounted multiple rocket pods, keep them quite cheap. But you use them for your move-blocking, if you don't want to put models in them, if the enemy's got lots of things that can shoot down flyers, then you, you leave your silence off the board and deep strike them. If they have yeah. not, you run your Valkyrie forward and use those to block off lanes of fire instead. Because, again, whilst people can now move over flying bases, they can't end their move on them. They've got big bases. You can screen that large of the board with that. Yeah. You know, block lanes of fire, et cetera, et cetera. And then your silence can either jump out of those. They can grav shoot in or they can uh, just deep strike to begin with. And they provide your objective holding or your backfield holders, or they can provide if, if people come over to you, or they can deep strike behind the enemy lines and grab line breaker or whatever else. Got loads of options for them, essentially. I mean, I've got them as two, five-months with Plasma, as I say. You could instead go for just one, for two plain 10 man squads without the Plasma. And yeah. they might be better, honestly. And then whack those new Valkyries, rush them over, Get teleport home return turn one or turn two. Yeah. I've got it. No, I've got 10 points in the back. There's lots of really good options there.
0: Yeah. Any space now for the Vendetta Valk with the changes to heavy weapons, or do you not think it's worth yeah. it?
1: I, I think all the flyers are good now. Um, oh, really? Yeah, really, really. So Vendetta's still a bit pricey for my money. Um, yeah. So maybe not that one. I mean, the last cannon's been 20 points a thing instead of the 15 points it was. i you know 20 points onto its price on its own and yeah. then it's twice a price bump on top of that, which is a shame. But, not the Vendetta, some of the other 4 ones have got real play now. So, yeah, really. yeah, I really like the Thunderbolt, which always suffer from the fact it was my to hit if it moved, which was trash, essentially. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the, <laughs>
0: This this always annoys me. Uh, it's like, well, my, they're aircraft, so they're meant to move. So it just, it yeah. just it just never wow. made any sense to me. Yeah, sure. So, <laughs> yeah, like um, I, well, literally trained to shoot things from this vehicle. Like, why, why is it now minus one? I get I get your grunt guardsman if he's dragging a lance cannon across a trench is going to be maybe not quite as great. As shit, but these are meant to be like trained pilots or whatever. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I think too deeply yeah. about these things, but it always yeah. wound me Sorry. up a little
1: bit. You know, me too. Um, <laughs> now, uh, yeah, as I was saying. They are a little bit pricey still, but I think they now do what they're meant to. Their toughness 7, they've got 15 wounds and a 3 up save, and minus 1 to hit. So it's not exactly easy to kill, right? It's as hard to kill as like a Leeman Rust or something, essentially, right? Yeah. yeah. But a Leeman Rust with sponsors, with Plasma Sponsons, that tank commander, is 235. So that's Battle Cannon, Cannon, Plasma Sponsons. A Thunderbolt Heavy Fighter is 235 as well. But for that price, is getting a twin last cannon,
0: yeah.
1: a twin auto cannon, and then four Hellstrike missiles, which are melter missiles, uh, S8, minus 2 yeah. and uh, D6 damage. And you've got four shots from that each turn. That's actually pretty good.
0: Yeah.
1: I think that does real work now. And the fact that is that they had ameliorated the minus one to hit for moving on like it before by giving it BS3. So now it's just BS3. It's like it's a flying tank commander.
0: Yeah.
1: Difference of course being it can now, compared to tank commander, it can just run away and then it's fine.
0: Yeah.
1: And it can shoot again.
0: Yeah. I
1: I I quite like that.
0: Um, Not a character as well, right? So you're not not giving your your opponent victory
1: points. No, no. I think it's recommended. Um, and then the vulture as well is still good. So I mean, on that same note, we you know saw the Punisher take a massive hiking points for whatever reason. I mean, sure, it can shoot into combat now, but is it worth, you know, 35 points for a Punisher Gatling cannon? I don't, I don't know. So, again, the same point stands that, you know, a twin Punisher, Gat- a Punisher Gatling cannon on a Lehman Russ bat- uh, tank commander is 205 points. But for 20 points more, you get the Vulture with its same number of shots. It's plus one to hit versus land targets, uh, non-fly targets, sorry, so it's hit on threes as well. But it can move, you know, 40 inches and shoot rather than five. And it can't be taken so off. So good. Yeah. Um, that's definitely fine, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Um, As I can't afford Forge World prices, I might be uh, cruising eBay for FX models in order to uh, <laughs> <laughs> adjust something to... Uh, Proxies, those excellent, uh, excellent yeah. aircraft of the Astra Militarum. But uh, yeah, price, uh, price being to one side, they do sound excellent, and it's definitely something I would like to field more because I think aircraft are really cool. Uh, yeah,
1: they are very, really cool. I, as I say, I think they've got an actual place now, which is exciting because it would be nice to see the Air Force back out. And I mean, the thing that it makes Guard Air Force actually possible is that unlike other armies, where you know the force organisation charts for battalions and patrols and all the other detachments only have two flyer slots. So you can only fit yeah. two in a detachment, it's a, bit of a pain. Guard fires can mostly squadron. You can take three Valkyries or three Vultures in the same slot, yeah. or three Vendettas. So we could still spam six within a detachment, and it's fine.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's a lot of firepower right there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that has real play, actually. Um, <laughs> definitely, definitely decent. Um, Excellent. Yeah.
0: Excellent. Well, we'll have to proxy some stuff up on... Uh, tabletop or rather just see how it runs and then decide if I can actually justify the investment later on for the uh, yeah, huddled masses of the Astra Militarum as they awake into the burning light of ninth edition to see how well they'll fare <laughs>
1: definitely definitely I mean this is the thing right the meta has changed dramatically apart from anything else right we've had Four, five, six months that no one's really played tournaments. Um, and in that time, you've had three big books come out Psyche Awakening books that have changed the meta. Sorry, I've changed how these armies that are in them play quite dramatically. So, Garb is the first, obviously, it's not really seen much play. But nice. Tal came out with that. And then you had the book for Engine War with Admech and all those big changes we talked about. Knights as well, obviously. Yeah. But, and then now we've seen Custodians and Death Guard get boosted up hugely. And then a whole yep. new mission set and changes to the core rules. So the meta, one, it's the Wild West Although. We can just we can try and guess what's really good based on the missions, but we I mean anything is viable at this point. But the meta that seems to be emerging is stuff that's mobile, stuff that's tough and durable and able to hold for a long time. And then stuff that can perform your secondary objectives really well. And God have got some key units that feed into those quite well, but it's a very different list build to what you'd have maybe taken an eighth. So
0: that's the Conscripts Corner hot take on what to do with guards. Take units that are mobile, tough, and hit up those secondaries and think carefully when you're planning Is that a fair assessment of this overall situation then, Mike?
1: Absolutely. I think, yeah, you need to plan your list around what secondaries you think you want to be taking. At least one or two secondaries you think you want to take most games. And then... Build the units in to do those secondaries, right? There's no point in taking, you know, teleport homers or just suggesting if you've got nothing to get to the enemy's backfield because it won't work. There's no point in, you know, taking assassinate if you've got nothing that can go into characters and go and pick them off. Mm -hmm. There's no point in taking, you know, the razor banners ones or the other action-based ones if you have very little infantry. But if you've got the units to build for those objectives, then you're going to do really well. Excellent.
0: Excellent. That is very reassuring for me because although I'm beginning to dally in ad mech in my heart of hearts, I will always be a guard player and probably a conscript of that. So it's nice to see that the armies of humanity are able to give a decent punch still in this ever-changing and ever-fluctuating warfare that we find ourselves facing.
1: Very good. Yes, indeed. God are an interesting place, but it should be uh, fun going forward, I think.
0: That'll be excellent. Well, I suppose all that leaves is for me to thank you all for listening and putting up with another week of our wavering and wayward conversation that meanders through the different points of 40k and leaves me to say uh, thank you from me. And that's goodbye from Mike. Bye, everyone. And it's goodbye from me. Thank you for listening. See you soon.